You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 200. 200 episodes, and I so appreciate you being with me on the journey. I hope you've learned some things. I hope you'll stick around for the next 200 episodes. Today we're talking about leadership and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now we know, and if you've studied leadership, you know that leadership is influence. Now it's more than that, but leadership, a huge component of it, is influence. But I also understand that I can't lead anyone and I can't influence anyone if I can't lead myself. I've got to be able to lead me first. Well, that sounds great, but I can't lead me. I can't lead myself if I don't understand how God made me. So I've got to know how I'm wired before I can help others. And maybe you've been in that situation where you've had, you've worked for that leader in the past who really didn't understand themselves. Maybe they were insecure. Maybe they were a micromanager. Maybe they were just incompetent. And part of that reason could have been because they didn't understand themselves. Maybe the reason they were insecure and, and constantly um, comparing themselves to other leaders was because they didn't understand their own gifts and talents and how they, how they work. Because if I don't understand what's going on inside of me, I'm sure not going to be able to lead you. And so as we look into the Bible, we're going to look into the New Testament, we're going to see what the Bible says about spiritual gifts. Because, you know, there is a natural component to leadership. There is no doubt about it. There are many, many, many brilliant leaders that um, are not Christians, that, uh, you know, may subscribe to another set of, of beliefs or, or, or personal faith or whatever religion they follow. That's fine. Um, that's, that's a different thing. I mean, and we believe in developing the natural component of our leadership, understanding, um, you know, strategy and vision and how to motivate people and how to be the right kind of leaders. There's nothing wrong with studying those things. But if you're a Christian, if you're a person of faith, you also understand that there is a spiritual component. And when we start talking about leadership, not just in the church, but if you're a Christian, you're called to lead wherever you might be, whether it's in the marketplace, um, whether it's in school, um, in your personal relationships, whatever that might be, you are called to bring influence. God has called us to bring influence and bring positive influence to the world. But this influence is so much stronger and so much more powerful when we understand how God 
has created us. So over this episode and probably the next uh, episode or two, we're going to be digging in and looking at spiritual gifts. And we're going to talk about the different list of gifts that are in the New Testament. Today, we're going to be talking about the uh, personality gifts, the most motivational gifts that are listed in Romans chapter 12. Um, next time, we'll be looking at the ministry gifts that are located in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. And then we'll probably spend a little bit of time um, in looking at the, the uh, five-fold ministry, the uh, church ministry gifts. The, and these have called a lot of different things. We mentioned five-fold ministry, uh, government gifts within the church, or specific vocational uh, callings. Um, and these are found in Ephesians 4, and we'll be talking about those as well. There's also, a, if you're interested, a much smaller list of spiritual gifts that are mentioned in 1 Peter chapter 4, and you can check those out as well. So today, we're going to be diving in, talking about the personality gifts, our motivational gifts. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Peter and Paul in Acts. The, the book, The Acts of the Apostles, is probably the most exciting book in the New Testament. It is full of just incredible stories. It's, it's, a, it's a story from the first century, so you've got so many historical landmarkers there. But it's the people in the story that really set it apart. Because here we have Jesus' 12 disciples, or actually 11, and then they added a, a, another one later. But after Jesus is gone and trying to figure out how to carry on his work. And so what I do in, in, in Peter and Paul and Acts is we dig in and we look at the two most important men in the early church, the Apostle Peter and the Apostle Paul. And we look at how they took the message of the gospel throughout the world, and literally changed history. Check out Peter and Paul and Acts. Look it up on Amazon. You can read even a little bit for free. And then get it, because you either want to have it on your tablet or on your shelf, but it's a book that will help you as you study Acts of the Apostles. Well, okay, we're back. And we're talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit and leadership. And we're going to look at this first list that Paul gives us in Romans 12. And this is from verses 3 through 8. It says, For the, by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as... In one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, through many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having the gifts, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who acts with mercy, with cheerfulness. 
Now, if you were listening closely, and if you've read this before, you know that there are seven specific personality gifts mentioned here. Prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, and mercy. And each one of these gifts is really the filter that someone views life from. Now, you may not have ever thought of it in this context, but the reality is every person, and especially those those people of faith because it's been redeemed, um, view view life through the filter of one of these gifts. And it affects their personality. It's the way that they're motivated. So let's break them down and talk a little bit. You know, we mentioned the gift of prophecy. Now that one usually right off the bat throws people off because when we think of prophecy, we think of prophesying and we think of the prophetic. But that's not what this gift is talking about. This is the prophetic personality. If you've read your Bible and if you've read some of the the, the prophetic literature, you understand that prophets are concerned with truth. Prophetic people are black and white. There are no shades of gray with a prophetic person. They are the person that's going to tell you the truth. Don't ladies don't ask somebody with a prophetic personality if uh, if those pants make your uh, your bottom look too big because the, they're going to give you an answer that you may not want. Guys, don't ask that prophetic person if 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 they like your beard or not because they're going to tell you the truth. You know, and it's just the way it works out. And so somebody with a prophetic personality doesn't mean that they're up prophesying or standing on the street corner holding up a, a sign saying that, you know, the end is near. No, no, this is just the way they view life. This is that person that sometimes maybe even um, you've been around that has a little bit of an edge to their personality. They they might not necessarily be smooth around the edges when they when they talk. We might even say that they're... Uh, they're that person who, who can get themselves in trouble because they always tell the truth. But that is a, a personality type, and, and you know it if you've got it, and you've been around those people that, uh, that you know that, uh, that are affected by it as well. And listen, we need those people in our organizations. Now, if you're a leader, and this is your personality, this is your motivational gift, well, obviously it can't be um, you've got to learn how not to be harsh. You've got to learn how to speak the truth, but speak it in love. Um, the Bible refers to that as um, uh, grace and truth. Make sure the truth is wrapped in grace when you share it, because otherwise you'll devastate people that work with you and work for you. You'll end up just beating them up with your words, and that's the last thing we want. So it doesn't mean that you're not going to tell the truth. It doesn't mean that you're not going to talk about what needs to be fixed. It doesn't mean that you're not going to help your the people that work for you get better, but you're also going to, to learn how to balance it and speak the truth in love. The next gift is that of serving. And, and these people are those people that are motivated to help others. They're those p- people that when somebody asks, when the boss asks for volunteers, their hand always goes up because they love serving. This type of person, this type of personality is driven by acts of service. They love to help. They're always that person that you know you can go to when you've got a project and, and you need an extra set of hands or you need somebody to help you work through things. Um, they're that person that's going to help you. 
And it doesn't mean that the other gifts don't serve. It doesn't mean, especially as Christians, that, that serving is not a part of who we are. But there are some people that it drives their personality. The third one that Paul lists here is teaching. The personality of teaching, a teacher personality, a, a motivational gift of teaching. And this doesn't mean that the person's always standing up in front of the office or in front of the church teaching, but they're the kind of person that knows how to break complicated things down and make them simple. And we've all been around those people. We've all had maybe those friends that when you know we were having some kind of problem with our computer or or we were having just some kind of problem that we couldn't figure out, they were able to just help us get perspective and make things simple. We, we always want to have a teacher on our team because when we run into um, you know, some type of glitch, the teacher is very often going to be able to um, find where, where, where the root cause of the problem is and be able to fix it in a simple and uncomplicated way. And, uh, and, and, and leaders, you want somebody like this on your team because they're going to be that person especially when you're dealing with customers or when you're you know got customer service issues you want that person who's patient and able to explain it in very clear terms and obviously everybody doesn't do that the prophetic personality they could care less about breaking it down and making it easy but the person who has that teaching heart that's where they're at then the next one Paul mentions, number four, is exhortation. That's kind of a strange word. We don't really hear that. But uh, another way that could uh, be, be described as an encourager. Listen, we need to have cheerleaders around us. And leader, you know, if this is you, cheer your people on. And don't apologize for it. Um, don't apologize for being uplifting and encouraging. Don't apologize for complimenting your team members and, and, and thanking them and, and going out of your way to um, make them feel good. Because, look, the world can be a very cruel place. And there's so much criticism. There's so much negativity in society. And, and what I find is somebody who, who has this encouraging personality, people are just drawn to them. They're just, they're just drawn to them. It's, it's, a, it's a, um, a rare person who can um, really uh, bring hope to everybody. And so, you know, leader, if, if this is not your personality, that doesn't mean that you still should not encourage. But if this is your personality, you know that you get out of bed thinking about people that you can encourage and, and how to exhort people. You know, the encourager, that, that's the person that when you're standing in line at Kroger, you know, trying to get your groceries checked out, and the person ahead of you is talking to the clerk, and, and uh, you know, the clerk is um, automatically pouring their heart out to them, and the encourager, the exhorter is saying, look, you're okay, it's going to be fine, this problem will solve itself, or whatever, but, but they're that person that's taking opportunities to encourage. Number five, giving. A generous person. Did you know that that's actually a spiritual gift? A motivational gift to give, to be generous. You know, look, this is this is a wonderful person. You know, I've got friends who, um, in our church, who, who, who have their own businesses, and they've told me. I've got two, two, two friends in particular that I'm thinking of that have their own businesses, and they're very successful, and they're very generous. And what they say is, God 
has enabled me to be successful so that I can be a blessing to others. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not all called to be generous. We're all called to be generous. We know that. If you're a Christian, you know the Bible teaches the importance of giving and and, and supporting the work of the ministry. But there are some people that this drives their personality. And these two friends of mine, they, they, they have businesses that are very successful. And they say, you know, God's called me to be successful and to prosper so that I can bless the people that work for me, take care of their families, but I can also support the work of the ministry at a high level. That is a powerful gift. Number six is leadership. Have you ever been on one of those projects, a group project, and you all just know who's going to be leading it? You all just know that, you know, that one person on the team, you're going to pick them to to, you know, kind of head the project up, to kind of guide it. And, you know, we understand intuitively that some people have a leadership gift. And it doesn't mean that we all don't have the ability to lead. We all do in some degrees, but we also know that there are other people that this is their gift. This is their personality. They're that person that you want to just put in charge automatically. And, you know, it's nice to have other leaders but you know, or other people that feel like they want to lead, but we also know that there are some people that this is their gift to be able to lead. And so when you find somebody that's in that position and they know how to use it and use it well, it's a powerful thing. And then the last one is somebody who, who has the, the heart of mercy. The merciful person. Another translation says somebody who is kind. And this seems kind of silly when you compare it to all these others, but it's a really important gift to have on your team. And you know, when we look at the contrast on here, it's interesting that Paul has the prophetic person first, and he has the merciful person last. Because these are the two that often clash. Because the the merciful person, it's not that they're not concerned with the truth, but they're much more concerned with the person. The prophetic person is much more concerned with the truth. They're much more concerned with what's right and wrong, doing doing the right thing, not just doing things right, but doing the right thing. Whereas the merciful person is thinking, well, how is this going to affect them? How do they feel about this? And listen, if you're having a bad day, if you're going through a tough time, this is the kind of person you want on your team. You want them, not the the only person you want on your team, but you definitely want somebody who's going to come and be able to empathize with you, who's going to be able to come and they're going to understand that uh, maybe you're having a tough time. And so this is an important gift to have. And when we start looking, especially in the arena of the church, you know, when I look at each of these seven, a prophetic person, a person who serves, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy. This is a well-rounded staff at a church because you need somebody who's going to be concerned with the truth and make sure you stay on the right track. You need people who are task-oriented, who are going to serve and make sure tasks get done, make sure things are set up for Sunday and things are going to be dealt with. You need somebody who knows how to teach to be able to take the truth 
that the prophetic person is so concerned with, but also be able to break it down and make it simple to understand and be able to share it in such a way that people are going to respond to it. You need somebody with a gift of exhortation who can encourage people. Because let's face it, nobody's got it right. There are no perfect people. There are no perfect Christians. There are no perfect staff members. There are no perfect church members. And so we need somebody who can encourage us, who can let us know, hey, listen, it's okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep trying. We don't have to have it all together right now, and it's going to be okay. We need people who are giving and supporting the work of the ministry at a high level. Again, we're all called to give, but thank God there are some people that are able to give at a higher level. Leadership. We need people on our staff who know how to lead and lead well. You know, God hasn't called us just to create followers. God's called us to create leaders. And not just to create leaders, He's called us to create leaders who produce other leaders. And so having great leaders on our team who know how to be led, but also know how to lead themselves and to lead others, this is a powerful thing. And then we need the merciful people. I mean, isn't that what a pastor is? Someone who's able to take care of their people when, when there's a death in the family, when somebody needs prayer, when, when people are just going through difficult times. We need those people who can come and give the big hug and share the love of Christ. So these are the, the personality gifts, the motivational gifts. And obviously, we just barely scratched the surface in talking about them. But it at least gives you a bit of an idea of how these work um, when you read Romans 12. And each person has one primary um, motivational gift or personality gift. And most people have a secondary or maybe even a third one that they operate in to some degree. And again, as we said, we're all called to operate in these to some degree, but there's going to be one that really drives our personality. What's yours? Have you figured that out? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post, or you can shoot me an email at david at davidspell.com. I'd love to stay in touch, and and if you've got any questions about these spiritual gifts, by all means, um, just give me a comment, a question, or drop me an email. While you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. It's great to stay in touch. Also, check out my resources, my books at the top of the page. There's probably something there that will interest you. And friends, until next time, let's keep seeking God.